Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Double N Ben Variety Show. How are you? How you doing? Did you have a good weekend? Did you have a good day? Did you, uh, are you happy? Are you sad? Are you miserable? Are you excited? Do you feel like jumping off a bridge? Do you feel like building a bridge and contributing to society? What is going on in that mind of yours? I want to know. I want to know what's going on. But, you know, this is just me talking alone in a room like an incel freak from 4chan uh, ranting about how the world is going to crumble, how much shit this country is in. But you know what? I like to put a positive spin on things, all right? I, too, have read The Secret. And I believe if you just sit there and you close your eyes real tight and you just think about happiness and positivity in your mind, the universe will deliver it to you. And you know what? I know sometimes on this podcast, I can sound like a miserable cunt, but, but, here's the thing. Sometimes, you know, it's funny, because we had a, we had a government, right, that was in office for nearly 10 years, and they didn't leave the country on great terms when they left office, right? Uh, the coalition wasn't exactly, uh, you know, they didn't have um, your best interest at mind. They had Jerry fucking Harvey. They had his interest at mind when they let him keep hundreds and millions of dollars worth of government stimulus money. They cared more about they cared more about you know his interest rather than yours. But now times have changed. The the tables have turned. Things are looking good. Labor's in power. Um, you know they've already done well in regards to foreign policy in with in regards to creating better uh, uh, foreign policy relations with the Pacific. Um, and now their focus is domestic. So today. There is an economic summit with the unions, with big business, uh, because they're focusing on you know wages. Uh, they want to uplift productivity and they want to fix the skill shortage in this country. Uh, this is great fucking news, and the reason it is great news is because you know back in '83 when Hawke and Keating got in, uh, the the country also was in the shit. Uh, Malcolm Fraser was not the greatest economic manager. Uh, he's a stud, don't get me wrong. He's a he's a handsome man. Uh, you know, built like a brick shithouse. The guy's tall. He's got a chiseled jaw. Um, you know, he, he wasn't as charismatic as Gough Whitlam where, you know, every boomer at that time wanted to, you know, bang him. But you had Malcolm Fraser instead. You know, Gough Whitlam was that um, fun, charismatic, outgoing, how you doing kind of bloke, right? He was a fun dude. He liked to have a good time. And he did a lot of great things to this country. Uh, he got kicked out because the CIA are fucking insane. And they run our country. Uh, you know, not officially, but you know. Whenever Goff made the CIA upset, they decided to throw a cue because Goff had the country's best interest in, you know, he wanted to do what was best for the country. That's what I'm trying to say, right? 
Uh, he wanted to nationalize the mines because, you know, the fact that we don't own our own natural resources, he looked at that thinking that was a bunch of bullshit and he was correct. So he tried to nationalize the mines and then the CIA uh, came in, saw that and went, that's a big fucking no-no. Uh, and Goff looked at them and said, hey, we already have a good alliance. I mean, you know, you have Pine Gap in South Australia where you're trying to, you know, figure out the best places to uh, bomb... Uh, areas in Cambodia because you're a bunch of warmongering maniacs. We let you do that. We're letting you plan genocide in our own country and, uh, you know, back third world dictators because our country is uh, within the Asia Pacific region. We're letting you use our territory because Cambodia is next door. We're letting you use our territory to find the best places to bomb in Cambodia, right? So Gough Whitlam was trying to, you know, He's trying to have the best of both worlds, but in his mind, he said, no, we need to nationalize the mines. But as soon as he did that, the CIA comes in, gives him the boot, Malcolm Fraser comes in, and that guy was, uh, you know, he kind of had the um, the vibe of a uh, priest who probably touched all the boys at Knox, right? He looks like a bit of a creep, but he was a handsome guy. He's, you know, looks can get you far in this world, all right? That was the vibe I got personally, but you know, he, 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 Malcolm was just there. Malcolm came in, he did his thing. Anyway, uh, we had, you know, he created, uh, there were a lot of problems in the country. You had stagflation, right? The cost of goods were going up, but wages were stagnating. So you had inflation when you bought goods and you had stagnating wages, right? So, that created a lot of issues within the economy, like it has been as of recently whilst the coalition is in, because I'm not sure if you're made aware of this, and you're probably not. You know what? You, 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 you're most likely not, because you have the media in this country, which is an absolute joke. It's a fucking circus, all right? These aren't journalists. These are a bunch of um, private school nepotistic fuckwits who had mummy and daddy take care of everything for them, right? You have those people. You have those people telling you, you know, the liberals are good. Liberals are good. Liberals are good. They're better. They're great with money. They're fantastic. They're all about saving in the budget. And they're gonna, you know, really, you know, make us bring down the debt and the deficit. In the words of Scott Morrison, but that's obviously horseshit. But the media doesn't tell you that it's horseshit. Right? Here's the other thing. The Liberals obviously have not shown... Uh, well, they don't have the greatest track record of managing the economy, right? So when Fraser gets kicked out, Hawke and Keating get in. And what do they do straight away? They go, let's hold an economic summit where, where you get the unions, you get big business, and you discuss wages productivity, jobs growth, all that important shit that really makes a country thrive. Because I'm not sure of that if you're aware of this, but when you have a good bureaucracy, you have a good economy and a thriving nation. And when they did that back in the day, in the Dizay, that is exactly what happened. We had a thriving economy. We're in the top five in the OECD, OECD rankings, and we were doing well. Now, fast track to today, obviously our economy isn't doing stellar. It's not doing great. 
It's not doing fantastic. But Albo looks at, you know, the track record of Labor and their handling of the economy and how well it's been, and he's gone, why don't we have an economic summit? So that's what they're doing today. And this is this is great. This is this is good. This is good news. This is good news. And like I said at the start of this, you always want to find the positive, you know, the positive in things in life, right? But there are some people out there who don't. They don't want to be happy. They don't want to be excited. They don't want to be inspired. They don't want to collaborate. They don't want to work together. Instead, they want to be a bunch of snobby, miserable pricks. And those people are your Susan Lays and your Peter Duttons. They're not the most... They're not, they're not fantastic human beings. You know what I mean? They're not great. Uh, they're just there. And, you know, they they just... All, they, all the media really focuses on with them is Peter Dutton's track record on certain social issues. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't put his head in the fire when it comes to these social issues. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But at the same time, I think it's also worth asking why he's so strong on negative gearing. They ask the question why he has a multi-million dollar property portfolio. Does that come into play? Does anyone ask that shit? No. They don't. They'd rather ask why he hates certain minority groups. And I'm not saying you shouldn't ask him those questions. That, that, that's not what I'm saying. But also, you got also got to think the, of the economy and, you know, the way he managed the economy when he was in ScoMo's cabinet, Tony Abbott's cabinet, Malcolm Turnbull's cabinet, you know, the fucking insanity of the Home Affairs Department and the fact that they were using certain algorithms like these uh, algorithms that these scientists were using were actually uh, made to, um, you know, study uh, the Great Barrier Reef. Reef, sorry. They were, they were using these algorithms to study the Great Barrier Reef and the environment in order to protect it, right? But... Home Affairs went to these scientists and said, Hey, that's some, that's pretty fucking, that's snazzy. I like that. Those algorithms are looking pretty good. What do you, how do you feel about uh, using those algorithms to spy on people? Hmm? Say what you want about Obama, but one thing he had right was surveilling his entire country. Seeing the kind of uh, statuses they were posting on Facebook and you obviously saw back in 2020 the surveillance programs that Peter Dutton was introducing. They were fucking insane. So, you know, that's the kind of guy Peter Dutton is, right? He is a smart, intelligent, yet paranoid, insane dude. Okay? That's the kind of guy he is. Now, when you have... Things like, you know, bringing these unions and businesses together, which can really help the country. Him and Susan Lay aren't the biggest fans because they're a bunch of fucking cunts. That's why. That's, that's the simple truth. They just suck. They just... Don't, like, Susan Lay had an argument. Let me pull this up. Where are you, Susan? Oh, Susan. Is it Susan or Susan? She's got two S's in her name. I got two N's in my name, so I can't be like, that's dumb. What happened? Did your parents not know how to spell? Do you understand how fucking annoying it is when people always say, like, why do you have two N's in Ben? Why not one? 
It's like, because your mum, that's why. Like, what do you want me to fucking say? Like, I don't know, there's two ends in it. Well, I'm too lazy to write two ends. I just want to write one because my thumbs hurt when I type on my phone. It's just like, I get that you're a lazy piece of shit. Alright, you can call me whatever you want. I don't care. It's two ends. Deal with it. Now, where are you, Susan? Hmm? Mm Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Deputy Liberal Leader Susan Lay, Job Summit is a complete waste of times and will just be a talk fest with no real action. Well, that's just a headline. Before I make a comment, allow me to, you know, let's dive a little bit deep into this. Okay? Deputy Liberal Leader Susan Lay has dismissed Labor's upcoming Jobs and Skills Summit, a complete waste of time, and claims it will just be a complete talk fest. The two-day event designed to bring businesses and unions and industry together to address employment shortages, will be held on September 1st and 2nd in Canberra. Canberra! Canberra, brah! Ms. Lay told Sky News host Chris Kenny on Friday that it will not deliver real outcomes for businesses desperate for workers. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hang on. All right, let me get back to this. This job summit is a complete waste of time. It genuinely will be a complete talk fest, she said during an appearance on the Kenny Report. Kenny. Good old Chris Kenny, that guy who made one of the greatest documentaries of all time about Malcolm Turnbull and Kevin Rudd because Malcolm Turnbull and Kevin Rudd were bringing up completely valid points about how the Murdoch media influences Australian politics and the Australian population. Those two guys you made a documentary on? That documentary was so fucking embarrassing. It was such a joke that Kevin Rudd was laughing at it. He made a video with Friendly Geordies and he was fucking laughing at it because of how stupid it was. Chris Kenny, let me tell you something about Chris Kenny, okay? I don't get, it's like Paul Murray. I can't get mad at him anymore because he's a joke. These people are jokes, they're, they're jokes because they're entertaining. Say what you want about them. Yes, they might be destroying the country with the news media. Yes, their boss is a complete piece of shit. Yes, they back big oil. Yes, they, you know, uh, you know, uh, contradict themselves every few weeks. In fact, every day. Yes, they're a cancer in democracy. You're not wrong, but at the same time, it's entertaining. All right? The world's gone mad, all right? Everyone's losing their fucking minds. You gotta you gotta find the silver lining within things in life, okay? This is one of them. This is just one of them. Sky News is just entertaining, all right? It's funny. Chris Kenny is funny. Just because I find him funny doesn't mean I think he's right. I think he's a fucking moron, but that's why I find him funny. And not in, in, a, in an endearing sense. More in like an entertainment sense, okay? Inserting yourself... Uh, on a green screen and pretending you're in parliament while, you know, uh, they're fucking, like, you know, he, there was this, there's this, uh, part in the documentary where, like, Chris Kenny is in, like, uh, like, he's on a green screen and the green screen goes to, like, Kevin Rudd in parliament arguing with, um, the opposition about something, right? And Chris Kenny's there and he's just, like, talking, he's like, this is when Kevin Rudd was starting to lose his mind. It's funny. It's bullshit and it's not accurate. But it's funny. It's funny. I find it hilarious. Anyway. Whatever gets announced... Okay, this is what she said. It's what good old Susan said. Whatever gets announced after it, it's already been worked through. It's already gone through the 
expend exp, God, this is one of those moments on the podcast where my illiteracy illiteracy comes out. See, I couldn't even get illiteracy out properly. Um, it's already gone through the expenditure expenditure expenditure. I got it. I got it. We finally got there today, Junior. Uh, through the expenditure review committee of cabinet. Everyone knows what it will be, so that's not good enough. It's not good enough, according to Susan. Oh, Susan. Oh, Susan. You know, like I was saying before with Sky News, Susan is a stick in the mud. She's a buzzkill. She's boring. She's not fun. She doesn't want to have a fun fucking time. She just wants to come in and be like, this is boring, this is just a talk fest. What about you on Sky News? Isn't that a talk fest? Isn't that a talk fest where you're talking with an embarrassing person in the media? Just, you know, having a talk fest, bitch moaning and complaining like you always do? Wouldn't you define that as a talk fest? How would you define it? What would you say it is? It's a productive uh, conversation. Well, wouldn't you call this job summit a productive conversation, Suze? What would you call it? All right? I already went over that embarrassing press conference that you had with Peter Dutton, where half the time he had to fucking pull you up and you had to defend him saying, no, he doesn't hate women. Yes, he's a bit insane. Yes, he's scary. Yes, he wants to nuke China. Yes, he wants to, you know, build more nuclear weapons for this country, even though, you know, we we actually can't handle them. Yes, he wants to do all that. And yes, he hates immigrants. Yes, yes. Listen, Peter's not a perfect man, but we're all works in progress, aren't we? All right? Yes, we hate, you know, the working class. Yes, we love giving out government stimulus money to big corporations in this country. Yes. Yes. But the job summit is a waste of fucking time, okay? All right? Yes, we want to bleed this country dry and do bigger spending on the military and not focus on the public sector. Who gives a shit? Let the people fend for themselves. Pick themselves up by their bootstraps, okay? That's her attitude, okay? So Susan doesn't like to contribute much. She doesn't like to contribute much, and she calls... This summit a talk fest, even though she's having a talk fest with Chris Kenny right now. You know, self-awareness. <clears throat> self-awareness is a beautiful thing. It really is. Self-awareness is king in life. And this bitch doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. Alright? <clears throat> she doesn't care. She doesn't care about the fact that, you know, we have a skill shortage in this country. And jobs in this country are really struggling to, um, you know, solve the employment problem that we have. But she doesn't care about that. She doesn't give a shit about that. Let's look at Susan Lay's voting record, shall we? Let's look. Okay, Susan, you know, it's funny because she's the shadow minister for women and the minister for industry, the shadow minister, I should say, skills and training, you know, Shadow Minister for Small Business and Family Business. Wouldn't you say, Susan, that maybe this summit that they're having right now might be part of your job? V- 
Have you ever considered that, Susan? Instead of wasting your fucking time on Sky News, talking to fucking Four Eyes over there? No offense to the people who have glasses, even though I am being offensive, but still, it is my job. I'm making light of people with glasses. Don't worry, I think people with glasses are hot. Except Chris Kenny. He's not hot, alright? He just doesn't have the looks, alright? He just doesn't have the looks that kill, alright? There are people out there with glasses that are fucking hot. Ryan Gosling. God damn! I'm not even gay, and even I think he's hot. Alright? See? Throwing you a fucking bone over there, okay? Anyway, this is what she's voted for. Let's take a look. Banning mobiles and other devices in immigration detention. So, you know, these people, these immigrants who come over to, the, to our country, you know, Susan doesn't want them to get in contact with their families, assure their families that they're safe, that they're not getting fucking whipped on Christmas Island. Susan doesn't want that. And in Susan's mind, in Susan's mind, I bet you any money that she looks at these immigrants being like, well, they're just going to waste time on Snapchat anyway, so why do we give them a phone? <clears throat> Susan doesn't understand that. She doesn't want them to have communication with the outside world. She just wants you to stand in the corner and stare at the fucking floor. Okay? And then, de decreasing availability of welfare payments... Um, you know, getting rid of Sunday and public holiday penalty rates, which, you know, that in, in, you know, you look at a lot of these like liberals, right? They looked at like penalty rates and they started to think in their minds being like, well, you know, we just want to help small businesses. And if we help small businesses, we need to do that by cutting the penalty rates. These workers, I mean, fuck them. I mean, I, I, I want my, um, eggs Benedict with hollandaise sauce. I mean, why do I need to pay a surcharge bite for 10 cents every Sunday? That's in their mind right? <clears throat> That's in their mind. Like, well, if we get rid of the penalty rates, then the businesses will save money. If you look at the figures and the data, it actually showed that no, it didn't really do much for the businesses at all. And they should have just kept paying these workers their penalty rates. They should have kept fucking doing that, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't. So when you don't pay these workers a proper wage and you don't increase the minimum wage to match the cost of goods... People don't really want to work a shitty job where they've got to serve a bunch of fatties in a fucking shitty cafe uh, in King's Cross on a Sunday, okay? They don't want to... Okay, the, a lot of these workers don't want to get paid like $21 an hour to give a bacon and egg roll to some fucking dude who's just come out of the strip club at 6am on a Sunday morning. And he comes in... Coked off his face. He's probably had about 30 beers. A few Sambuca shots. You know, some, some worker does not want to deal with that who's getting paid $21 an hour so he can just come and be like, Can I get? Can I get? And you, you're just sitting there waiting for him being like, Yes, yeah, spit it out. So, oh, well, can I get a bacon egg roll? And then he eats the fucking thing and then he vomits it all over the floor. No one wants to get paid $21 an hour to deal with that shit, okay? If they're going to have to clean up the guy's fucking spew, they want to get paid a decent wage on a Sunday. But oh no, you want to save these businesses money, and guess what? Your intentions didn't really manifest into success, did it? Right? 
it's it's the point of having this summit is to see how these what these businesses and what these unions want, what they have in common. I'm simplifying it to to the fucking. I'm I'm generalizing this so much, but I'm trying to make this as simple as possible. This summit is about to get. It's about getting these unions who have the you know the the workers' interest at heart. Right, it's about to get those unions and to get big businesses, the CEOs, the managers, all these people who, you know, these employees. It's about getting those people together and, you know, asking the question, being like, where is our common ground? How can we agree on wages? How can we invest more in, um, you know, us TAFE so we don't have a skill shortage in this country? Right? It's about that. But Susan doesn't give a fuck about that. She'd rather be on Sky News answering these questions that are fucking meaningless where she just contradicts herself being like it's a talk fence where they're just gonna sit there and bitch and moan and it's like aren't you doing the same thing aren't you doing the same shit you're talking to chris kenny all he does is bitch and moan and guess what i bitch and moan all the time i'm not i'm not anything special i'm not a saint but you know I'm talking about real shit here. Chris Kenny is talking about horse shit half the time where he's worried about how kids are going to learn about, you know, whether or not a man or a woman can have a pussy and a, and a fucking dick in schools. Okay? He sits there talking about how wokeness is, is infiltrating, you know, uh, younger people in schools and shit. And it's just like he's never going to mention the fact that our education system in this country is dog shit, how we're 39 out of 41 in the developed world when it comes to education. And if you don't have proper education, people don't get good jobs. Do you see what I'm saying here, Susan? Do you understand? Like, this is coming from a dumbass who likes politics, beers, and fighting, okay? A dumbass like me can make sense of this to someone like you. Someone who is a politician whose job it is. You are the shadow minister for skills and jobs. You don't understand that, do you, Suze? You know what? You and Peter should just do another press conference where you answer these dog shit questions from these fucking journalists in air quotes. I'm using the air quotes real fucking big here, right? Because they aren't journalists. They're just miserable arrogant uh they're just miserable and arrogant these journalists they're miserable they're arrogant they're jealous that nobody loved them enough that they got bullied in high school and they want to feel special about themselves so they decide to become a journalist and their boss looks at them and they say you see this paycheck you see this you want me to fuel your cocaine addiction you want to be able to get a few rosés with the girls on the weekend you want to be able to get a bag with the boys on the weekend write this fucking column the way i tell you to and you will get this paycheck that is what journalism is in this country there are a bunch of cokeheads who have no meaning who sit there and ask Susan Lay and Peter Dutton these dog shit questions. That is journalism in this country, and these are the same journalists who have made you think that the economic summit's a waste of fucking time because they back the liberals, and the liberals think that, you know, having these conversations between unions and big businesses is dog shit, when really, it's not. It's what this country needs right now, but Susan doesn't give a fuck, even though it is her job, Okay. I actually, believe it or not, this is going to get me into a lot of trouble, but who gives a shit? I actually respect Peter Dutton a lot more than I do Susan Lay. And I know there's going to be some people there being like, because she's a woman. No, 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 no. Peter Dutton is a highly intelligent man. Someone 
who would rather create the Home Affairs Department rather than going uh, for Malcolm Turnbull's role as Prime Minister when they were having their infighting back in 2017 or 2018. It's between during those like between like 2017, 2018. He looked at the infighting. He looked at how Scott Morrison was going to go for the role of uh, Prime Minister, and he looked at that and he said, "Fuck all that. I'm creating the Home Affairs." And he created the Home Affairs where you have this massive portfolio of surveillance, immigration, defense, all in one. He created that. The guy's fucking smart. Yeah, you can say whatever else you want about him, but you can't deny that he's an intelligent man. He's an intelligent man. Say what you want. Yeah, he might be a piece of shit, but he's smart. He's smart, even though the polls aren't looking great for him at the moment, but who gives a shit? Polls are meaningless at this point. Not really, even though I'm kind of happy that Albert's doing more of the polls because I'm biased, in case you couldn't tell. But, yeah. At the end of the day, this, is, this shit is important and it's worked in the past and it's going to work in the future. And Susan Lay doesn't understand that. She doesn't understand that. She probably does, but yet she doesn't give a fuck. So, you know. Susan is probably best... Just having a talk fest on Sky News. Okay? So, let's move on. Alright. Let me get the next article up, because I have to talk about this. Okay. So, Scott Morrison. Skymo, mate. Oh, Skymo. Do you remember he was on Channel 9? And he was talking about when, um... I think this was when, like, COVID was hitting, and he was on Channel 9, and uh, Channel 9 decided to be like, we're going to do a kids segment, and it's like, this is how you help mummy and daddy at home, and Scott Morrison comes on, and it was fucking hilarious, he comes on, and he just goes like, hello, my name's Scott Morrison, um, people call me ScoMo, actually, that's my nickname around these parts, um, here's how you can help mum and dad, wash your hands, clean the dishes, he's talking to a bunch of children, it's like, as a parent, let me ask you this, do you want Scott Morrison around your children? I don't. He's probably going to, you know, give him a fucking lump of coal for Christmas. And he's not trying to teach him a lesson. He's like, listen, kids, you can get the latest Xbox if you want, but if you invest in this, that's what's going to make you money. You can buy as many Xboxes as you want, but when you get older, mate, let me tell you something. You're not going to want an Xbox. You're going to want cocaine and hookers. Kids get old. People grow up. People want different things. Know what you want in life, kids. If you want cocaine and hookers, go for it. You know? But, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want Scott Morrison around my kids. No way. Absolutely not. Anyway, so ScoMo's in a bit of shit at the moment. Uh, he created multiple jobs for himself, uh, creating secret ministries. Um, you know, and there's going to be an inquiry into him, right? Now, this has gone on for two weeks, so I'm a little bit late to the party. But what I'm not late to the party on is the response from the media, which has been fucking embarrassing. Now, I went on a bit of a rant last week about the project and, you know, how embarrassing they are and, you know, how it's it's just, it's a panel of dipshits who are a bunch of millionaires who morally project onto you and tell you that you need to do better, even though you can't afford a house, you don't have proper wages, um, you know, you can't get a good job because you've come from a poor education system. These superstar media millionaires tell you to be a better person, even though they earn their fucking millions and they've got a secure job, right? So, went on a rant about how much, you know, how infuriating that is to see. 
But, you know, this was um this was just, you know, Scott Morrison doing what he did is another, you know, Scott Morrison isn't exactly, uh, cl- he's not clean as a whistle, all right? He gets up to, he, he's always gotten up to some pretty corrupt shit, and this is another case of it, we all know this, you know, I'm not really breaking any ground here. But Waleed Ali decided, you know, uh, probing Scott Morrison on this corruption is a bad idea. Now, in case you haven't really, you know, gotten the message yet, it's pretty fucking clear that the project is not exactly neutral. They're not exactly neutral. They don't pretend to consider both sides, they consider one side, right? This is why I have a lot more respect for Sky News, because they're just open with it. They're like, yes, fuck Labour, they can all burn in hell. Who cares? That's what. That's how they, that's how they approach it. And I respect them for that. Because they're honest, right? They're open, they're honest, and they're funny. That's all I want. That's all I want in, in life. Open, openness, honesty, and being funny. That'll win me over, right? So Sky News has my heart. The project, on the other hand, doesn't have my heart. Because they're a bunch of fucking manipulative, lying sacks of shit who earn millions of dollars a year who morally project onto you, telling you to be a better person, even though you don't earn a good wage, you can't afford a home, you're in the times of inflation, but you just need to be a better person. That's all it is. You just need to check your privilege. What privilege, motherfuckers? What one? It's, anyway, I'm going off track here a little bit, but Waleed Ali wrote an opinion piece for Sydney Morning Herald. Right? He's uh, sticking up for a man who created multiple jobs for himself, created secret ministries. Right? Waleed Ali thinks it's unfair that we probe Scott Morrison. Now, this is what I have been saying time and time again. Can I read the article? I can read the article. Okay, let's read through this. You know, before I comment, let's read through this. Hmm. Okay, it's not that long. Okay, this is what he says. This is Waleed's take. This is his hot take. Are you ready? Gather round, children. One of the many odd things about the Scott Morrison Scott Morrison secret ministry saga is that it's a point of overwhelming agreement. Everyone agrees Morrison did the wrong thing by his own colleagues, by the parliament, by the Australian people, and by Australian democracy. The points of disagreement are instead matters of emphasis. How long should it preoccupy us? What is the end point of this episode? And so on. Well, let me tell you something, Waleed. First off, I love how these fucking journalists think they're being smart by using like these, like this real kind of like elaborate vocabulary, right? And this is coming from a dumbass who can't even speak and read properly, right? Am I jealous? Maybe, but. It fucking pisses me off when you have these, like, journalists who say shit like, you know, they did wrong by the parliament, by the Australian people, and by Australian democracy. You know, the ministry saga, that it's a point of overwhelming agreement. Mm, Yes, Mm, yes. You you know, I've read the dictionary, and I know all these great words, these elaborate words. Just cut the shit and tell us, being like, listen, we know you're poor. 
Yes, that he gave government stimulus money to Jerry Harvey, and Jerry Harvey didn't have to give it back. But if the average Australian got overpaid by Centrelink, they had to pay it back, or they were going to be thrown into a fucking cage. Yes, I'm an elitist prick. Yes, who gives a shit? Yes, he's corrupt. Get over it. Why can't you just come out and say that? You know, I love how he asked for for how long? For how for how long? Can you not just be a fuck? Can you not just keep it simple? Be like, listen, how long is this going to take? Just say that. Don't be like, for how long should it preoccupy us, good sir? It's like, you, it's the most, it's so, so annoying when you see these journalists who think they're being smart because they use fancy language. For how long will it take for this to preoccupy us, good sir? It's just, do you want, okay, I just, when he starts speaking like that, and he's trying to cover his, um, you know, his bias and his horrible opinion by using fancy language. I just want to sit there and ask him this. Do you understand now why everyone can't fucking stand you and you don't get good ratings on your show? I'm not saying I'm the biggest podcast in the world, but you're on a news network that has millions and millions of dollars. You all get paid fucking seven figures. Do you understand why nobody can fucking stand you? When you say dumb shit like this and you cover it in fancy language. This is the dumbest shit. I'm not even through the whole thing yet. And I don't think I'm going to be able to. But I'm, we're not even into this whole thing yet. And it's already showing how much of an elitist snob this prick is. Okay? This is the same guy who talks about how, you know, unions are dangerous. Unions are bad. They want to pay their workers more. Hmm? It's like... You get paid more every year on your horrible fucking show, all right? And you sit there and you talk about how we need to, you know, check our privilege. You know, it's just like you use identity politics to make yourself seem like a good person. You're not. You couldn't give a fuck about the average Australian. You didn't give a fuck about them when you were talking about how dangerous the unions are because the unions at the time when the coalition was in office wanted to increase wages, Right? You don't care about democracy. You don't care about Scott... You don't. You, you care about Scott Morrison and his colleagues. You don't care about Parliament, though. You don't care about the Australian people. You don't give a fuck. Stop pretending that you do. The only... You, you pretend to by using identity to politics, talking about white privilege and all this other shit. But at the end of the day, the, your audience don't even... like. What are you talking about that they need to check their privilege? These fucking people don't even have proper job security anymore. Yet you're telling them that they need to check their privilege. What the fuck are you talking about? You make them feel bad by using identity politics. You're a lying sack of shit and you write dumb articles like this and then you use all this fancy language to, like, you know, hide what an elitist snob you are. This is the most frustrating shit. Like, the project drives me fucking insane. It drives me fucking insane. Then you've got that other dumbass, Hamish McDonald, who's so fucking stupid. He doesn't, he just, he's like a, he's like an android. He's, have you, do you remember that movie Alien with Sigourney Weaver? Who's that, he, what's his name? Hang on. It's Bilbo, ba Bilbo, is it Bilbo, yeah, Bilbo Baggins played him. What's his name? Get his fucking name up. Let's look up this, let's look up this guy. What's his name? Ash. Hamish McDonald is like Ash from Alien. 
He's just a droid. He just says what he has to say. It's like he's got a fucking computer in his mind. It's, it's not even a good computer. It's a computer from like 2003 that is so slow. The internet sucks. It takes about a minute just to download an entire picture of some girl's titties. That kind of computer. He has that computer in his mind. He's so fucking stupid. And he has horrible, horrible opinions because he's, he doesn't have a brain. Alright? That is Hamish McDonald for you. And then you've got Walid Ali, who thinks he has a brain. Well, he has a brain, but he takes a fucking horrible. He's an elitist snob. <sighs> anyway, let's, let's read on. To that end, the Albanese government this week announced an inquiry into the matter. Or more precisely, it announced an intention to announce an inquiry. Oh my god, this fucking guy. Jesus Christ. It did this as it released the Solicitor General's legal advice, which confirmed what everyone already knew, more or less, that Morrison hadn't broken any laws, but that his actions were in... <sighs> Can you just use proper language, please? I am a dumbass. Think about how I feel. But he's, that his actions were inimicable, inimic, in, 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 Okay, to our system... I can't even say that. To our system of responsible government... You people know how fucking stupid I am. Do you have to give all these... Like, I'm illiterate as it is, okay? Give me a fucking break. For the very simple reason that you can't hold ministers to account when you don't know who they are. But the advice also told us that it would be dead simple to stop this happening again and explain exactly how you do it. Stephen Donahue QC suggests five solutions in the space of five short paragraphs, paragraphs, the most robust of which would be simply to legislate that all ministerial appointments must be published. No doubt he could draft that legislation for you, legislation for you in an afternoon if you asked him to. Um, which raises a question. Why not ask him to? It's strange that Prime Minister Anthony Albanese wants the inquiry to tell us how to stop a repeat of this lamentable episode, as he explained this week when he's already been told exactly how. And since no one in the opposition thinks Morrison's actions were acceptable, there seems there seems a very good chance that they'd support the relevant legislation giving a clear bipartisan statement against this kind of governmental secrecy. Even Morrison might vote for it. And if not, his politically friendless status would be confirmed in bold type. Right. So Waleed Ali's trying to like downplay this like entire situation. He's saying like, look, let him be. He needs jobs. Scott Morrison needs a job. Why are you getting so uptight about this? You know, and hey, if there's a legislation to stop this shit from happening again, I bet you any money ScoMo would vote for it. And if he doesn't, then... What are you going to do? It's just... It just goes to show that the media country... The, the media country... The media in this country is a big club and you're not in it. And the way they make you feel like you need to do better and not themselves is by using identity politics like Waleed Ali, Waleed Ali does all the time. I've been going for nearly 45 minutes. I need some water. My mouth's running out of fucking... Blah, blah, blah. God, when you talk for too long, your mouth, um, you go on rants, it's just, you know, you get tired. But, this is one of, it's just, this just shows that, like, 
Waleed Ali, Hamish McDonald, Kerry Bickmore. I, who knows? She just sits there like a confused fucking private school mum being like, what time's my son's soccer on today? Like, she, I, not going at her. No harm, no foul. Not going at her. She, I don't, you know, she just sits there and just asks questions. She doesn't really have an opinion, all right? God bless her. She's there to look good. She's making her money. Who gives a fuck? Then you've got uh, Lisa Wilkinson who just... Oh, God. I already spoke about her last week. But you got all these dipshits who literally just want their pockets filled. They have their political bias, but they're going to pretend that they're neutral because, you know, they're going to use identity politics to make you feel bad. And the most that they'll press Malcolm Turnbull on is, "Mm, why did you say that you don't think Australia is mature enough to have this conversation about gay marriage? They're not going to ask him about the banking inquiry with the Royal Commission. They're not going to ask him about the cuts to Medicare. They're not going to ask him any of that shit. Do you know why? Because Malcolm Turnbull cooks him dinner and he makes him happy. And that is that, right? Waleed Ali is the same. He loves the liberals, right? He will not press them on anything. In fact, he'll excuse all their corrupt behavior like he is right fucking now. So, that's the media for you in this country. It's a joke. It's a big club and you ain't in it. Anyway, I need to get some water. I'll be two secs. Alright, here's one. Hello. Well, how you doing? Good to see you. We're going to the question. This is the this is wish.com therapy. Oh, this is the shit that makes me happy. All right, I'm done talking about politics. I'm done talking about the economy. We've had our fun. Let's just move on. God, that fucking whole shit made me tired. I'm wrecked now. Oh, I should have made myself a coffee. Anyway, hello. I'm a 24-year-old male. Oh, that's a good age. 24, that's a good age. 20s, enjoy it while it lasts. Alright, do what you want, get out there, have a bunch of experiences, you know, find out who you are, what you want to do with yourself, 24 is a fucking good age. Um, I've always had a hard time developing relationships with other people due to having bad social anxiety and a lack of social skills. Despite my issues, I've managed to meet various people from school and work that I liked and and got along with. However, I noticed that all of my relationships never go beyond their context. When I would... Meet potential friends from school. We would never talk or hang outside of school. It was never, hey, would you like to come over to my house this weekend? Hey, we should hang out sometime. I'm having a party. Would you like to come? We would never text or talk on the phone just to have a just to have a conversation and keep in touch. In school, we would get along just fine. We seemed to enjoy, enjoy each other's company. However, after school, the weekends and on summer vacation, I would never I would I wouldn't hear from them. Whenever they would end up changing schools, I would never hear from them again. Um, okay. It's been seven years since I've been out of high school and I don't keep in touch with anyone. When I was in college, I would meet people from my classes in a given semester that were cool, but then when the semester would end and we would no longer, we no, and we no longer had classes together, I wouldn't hear from them again. I would run into them on campus and we would acknowledge each other and that was about it. I am still going through the same thing now that I'm working. I've been at my job going on three years. I've met quite a few people here that I really liked enough to want to pursue a friendship with. 
We see each other and work and get along really well, but our relationship never extends beyond work. Those people no longer work there, and I haven't spoke to them since they left. I noticed this pattern with all my relationships. My never relationships... My, my relation... I'm fucking having a bad one today. Jesus Christ. Been reading too much. My God. Um... My relationships never go beyond their context. They're always situational. I have a hard time keeping in touch with folks. I get lonely. I just wish I had people I can talk to and spend time with outside of work and school. How can I break this habit? Thank you. Um, okay. This is an interesting one. Um, this is pretty... Oh, whoops. My thing just came off. Um, okay. That's a good question. Um, well, um... I would say it's good that you um you were aware that this is happening. This is a good thing. You're aware of um uh like you understand like you're not being needy, like you're not pushing, you're not like, you know, you're you're letting them come to you. All right? So that's that's a good sign. That's a good that's good. That's good. That that's all right. And it's good that you're aware of all this too and you finally notice this pattern at 24. And dude, you're young. You'll figure this out. I promise that you will. Right, um, you talk about having social anxiety and a lack of social skills. Um, yeah, look, I I would probably say you should use some of that money that you earn at your job to probably go to uh, some like counseling. Uh, I would start reading books on how to um how to uh, develop social skills. Um, I would discover. I I would say you should probably get to know yourself a little bit better. I would, I would say you should probably understand who you are, what you want in life, the kind of people that you want to be with. Um, and, you know, I, I would say, like, a lot of people, you know, in this Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, not really Facebook, Facebook's for fucking boomers. That, that shit's going to die out. That shit's already died out. But in this Insta, I'm going to, yeah, this Instagram, TikTok world that we're in, we all now are at a point where we think, like, we need a big group of friends so we can go out and party and have a good night and get lit. Yeah. And all that shit. You know, um, that's a fantasy world. It's not real. What you really want, and this is what I strive for in life, is that you want a real close, tight-knit group of people. People that you can trust. People that are going to tell you how it is, who are going to be honest with you. People who will, who will even call you out on your bullshit. That's what you want in life. Because you can trust those people. Right? You don't need a big group of friends. You don't need party friends or whatever. You just want people who you can trust and people that you admire and people that you want in your life. That is what you want. Right? Um, I would, um, I would say, from reading this as well, and this is what you've written so far, I would say, you, you, you probably sound like you need to initiate a few things like you should initiate something uh, with, with these people, you know. Um, you, and you know, like I, I would say, you know, try. Then I'm just ba I'm basing my answer off what you've written, right? So you, you, I don't know if you're doing this or not, but try to become a bit more personal. Try to become a bit more like you know, match their energies. You know, talk about you know. What are you doing in life? Like, you know, talk about like whether or not they, they have a partner or whatever. Like, just try to get a bit more personal. Be be a lot more open and cool and, you know, see whether or not, um you know, and then you get, just initiate things. Being like, you know, 
ask them what they're doing on the weekend, see if they want to hang out or whatever. Um, you know, and I think in regards to your social anxiety and all that, I would say you just need to focus on becoming really good at something. Like, you're educated, you got a job that you've been in for three years. Like, just, you got to find that thing where, you know, you got to get really good at something. When you get really good at something, that builds true core confidence. You don't have to look at yourself in a mirror and be like, I am confident, I am confident, because it's only going to last for a very short amount of time. Uh, so, I would say, um, yeah, just um, learn to become a bit more personal. I'd say go to counselling over some of this. Uh, and just, yeah, initiate a few things. Being like, what do you, let's let's go hang out outside of here and, you know, let's go get a few drinks. Like, ha- le- like learn to have a bit of fun. You seem like, um, you seem like you're very all work, no play from what I'm reading. So, Learn to have a bit of um. Learn to have a bit of fun. Have fun. Let loose a little bit. You know, you know. You've been saying um, you know, you go to school and then you go to uni, and then you go to you know, you're at your job. Like, you know, have, learn to have a bit more fun. Learn to have be 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 a fun. Learn to have a bit more fun. People will love you for that. All right. Learn to be a be a be a, be a bit more loose. Like, dude, if you're a bit of a goofball as well, be a goofball. Just be yourself. Be 100% yourself. Initiate shit. You know. Um, and yeah. But don't worry about having to like be popular and all this bullshit. It's all, it's all superficial horseshit. That a lot of adults never seem to get over because they think they're still in high school. So, you know, uh, I would just say go to, go to counseling. Learn to work on yourself a little bit. Um, be a bit more open. Uh, don't be so closed off. Initiate things a little bit more. Um, and yeah. Know who you want in your life. That's what I would say. Know who you want. Uh, you know, and there's nothing wrong with... Like, it's it's good that you can be alone. Learn to be comfortable with being alone a bit more. It's a very... It's a, it's a, it's a mindset that a lot of people don't have. Alright? So, uh, yeah, that's my answer to your question. Anyway, wow. <clears throat> that's the podcast. That's it. Um... <clears throat> <clears throat> Fuck me hell. When I talk for a long time, my throat and my mouth get very uh, dry and all that. I get very tired. So um, I'm signing off. <clears throat> I am out of here. So I will see you kids next week. It's always a pleasure. Send your fucking questions, please. Um, And yeah, until then, have a good one. All right. I'll, uh, I'm signing off. Stay safe, keep it real, don't do anything I wouldn't do, don't drink and drive, and uh, yeah. Alright, much love to yous, okay, see ya.